podcast about what I did when I came back from England. Please join us in listening to the remarkable story from the life and times of Michael Butler. In this podcast series, you'll be hearing stories from the primary themes of Michael Butler's life and memoirs. Politics, polo, theater, and love. Please subscribe via iTunes so you don't miss a single podcast. And we'll see you on the other side. I really wound up becoming the first manager of the farm. Uh, The farm really was a division of the paper company and was run under Mr. Byerly's office, who's the treasurer of Butler Company. And I worked along with him, staying mostly at Oak Brook. I did quite a bit of show jumping in those days and was really sort of thinking of becoming a professional. That was sort of wishful thinking on my part, but I didn't do that badly. And I'll never forget, in Memphis, Tennessee, I won a class and earned $500. I used that $500 to buy my first car, which turned out to be a four-door convertible Buick, fire engine red. I drove it back to Oak Brook. Father took one look at it and said, get rid of it. I thought he was kidding, but he was deadly serious. He wouldn't give the car space in the garage. Those days, the Oak Brook Horse Show was the premier horse show for hunter-jumpers primarily in the um, Chicago area, or really in the entire Middle West. There was another great show, which was a more personal one, a smaller one, uh, on the Swift Estate in Wheaton. It was called Galloping Hills. One of the famous contenders, most of those shows, but particularly, I'll never forget, Galloping Hills, was August Bush, known as Gussie. He was the head of the Anheuser-Busch Brewery, and he rode a jumping horse called Miss Budweiser, who was almost unbeatable. He also traveled in a bus. He would not fly, and he had a bus, and a man called Colonel Platt was sort of his court jester. And one time, Gussie was outside the bus in the shower area, which was surrounded by curtains and things like that. And Platt thought it was very funny to shut off the water. So you hear Gussie Bush screaming and shouting, uh, wanting water and threatening to come out and scare everybody. A lot of laughter. He was a man of great sense of humor and a lot of fun. However, a very interesting thing happened. The bus broke down and they couldn't move it and he had to get back to St. Louis. So I offered to drive him down there. I had a Lincoln Continental in those days, a pretty fast car, and a car that I really loved driving. So I drove Gussie, it was about a five-hour drive. I drove him down to uh, St. Louis and to Grant's farm, and we spent the weekend there. I got to know him very well. One of the high points of my visit 
was seeing part of the ceiling of the living room come down, and Gussie's mother appeared in a sitting chair in an elevator that was lowered down to the floor of the living room. The stay cemented my friendship with Gussie and the entire Bush family. I spent a lot of time with them in the past, and business, which I will talk about sometimes later on. My big pal and hero in those days was a chap called Ted Molman. He was a great rider in horse shows. Uh, he used to impress all of us with his ability and was very popular, as was his wife, Cece. And uh, they really spent a lot of time with all of us. We enjoyed their company. And I even went one time with Ted to Springfield, Massachusetts, to visit his father. Ted was working for Package Machinery Company, which his father was a prime executive of. And this was a company that would make packaging, like vitamin pills and things like that, all sort, anything that had to be packaged, they would make it. It was a fascinating trip, an interesting one, because later on I went to Springfield for a, uh, a summer when my mother had a house in Litchfield and I worked for the old colony envelope company and learned something about that. Anyway, Ted and I became very close and I had one objective in those days. I wanted to go to work for the paper company. I realized at Oak Brook and so forth that that was the cash cow. That was paying for everything and I thought, well, I should get into the paper business and learn something about it. So I wound up going to the Butler Paper Corporation School, got my diploma, and was ready to sell paper. Meanwhile, I talked father into hiring Ted Molman to be the manager at Oak Brook, and Ted continued for years until the property was finally sold off. His daughter married the son of Cecil and Mary Smith, Charles, and uh, that was another wonderful story of the closeness of the families of Oak Brook. Please subscribe via iTunes so you don't miss a single podcast, and we'll see you on the other side.